Sports Without Balls, episode 28 of Fantasticness. Uh, special guest host, return guest, Lisa Parrish, everybody. That's me. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am super excited you're here. Not only are you here to talk sports, but Lisa b- uh, brought me a wonderful little soundbite box box of sound bites box of sounds box of fabulous and sounds. this is amazing i mean <laughs> that was one of them it's about four eight twelve sixteen twenty sound bites that now i can use throughout my podcast which is amazing lisa we have so many fun things to get to today and just for the record sports without balls fans uh last night i went to a really fun premiere and had a little bit too much really crappy white wine i also have cramps i don't want to brag i've been popping a leave uh i'll i might slur i don't know what's gonna happen so lisa's in charge of this episode that was a sponsored message not from a leave but from crappy white wine from echo domani (laughs) which will probably never sponsor this podcast Uh, yeah, sorry. Let's, so we have a wonderful episode planned as we always do. I don't know why I say weed. Um, it's Carol and I, uh, Carol's back in action, sober for two weeks in a row. And that requires an standing ovation for Carol. Very nice. That soundbite was called, was called applause and or. Sometimes when I can't sleep, I put my uh, white noise machine on, a.k.a. my cell phone, and it, that could also be the rain on a, oh, rain on a car. A little bit of white noise rain on a car for Carol. For it's Carol. It's all for Carol. It's all for Carol. It's all for Carol. Uh, we've got NFL. We've got the Australian Open. We've got Olympics. We've got Dirtbag A-Rod. Uh, we've got Johnny Weir shout out, and we've got some women's basketball. I mean... This is so exciting. It's already... I can't even stand The it. most exciting podcast that's being recorded uh, in my apartment today. <laughs> um, let's kick it off with football. We're both Giants, huge... Uh, well, I'm New York Giants. You're uh, Washington Redskins, Redskins football fans. Isn't it sad, people? Isn't it sad? It's kind Redskins. of sad when you hit like NFL playoff weekend and your team is nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just spit into the microphone. Oof. This is going to be an Olympic gold medal. People, it is really podcast. messy here. You should be glad that this is only uh, audio and visuals <laughs> here because it's really clean up aisle four uh (laughs) last weekend let's uh let's review last weekend into this weekend it's probably my favorite football weekend because it's four legitimate like awesome games true you wake up saturday and it doesn't stop till sunday night (laughs) and it's pretty amazing ball football it's the first game was uh colts no it wasn't it was uh what was the first game? It was Saints Seahawks. Saints Seahawks. Yep. I thought it was going to be a close game. It was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a snooze fest. I felt like it's it was a, a little, little bit snoozy. Boring. Team of the future versus team of the past. I'm just going to say it. Nice. I think it's very exciting with these hot young new quarterbacks, Mr. Yes. Russell Wilson and Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Yes, I was rooting for uh, anyone that actually plays the 49ers. I root for. Really? I'm not. You hate the 49ers. Here's the thing. This is why I don't hate the 49ers. Um, because I like the city of San Francisco, and sometimes I usually like no, I don't like that team because I don't, I don't, I don't like where they're from or whatever. But in all fairness, uh, I've kind of always had a sweet spot for the Forty ers just because of Joe Montana, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always loved their teams and Steve Young and Bill Walsh, and I've just always liked the Forty ers However, I am not a Jim Harbaugh fan at all. You don't like Jim Harbaugh? 
Who doesn't I, like Jim Harbaugh? I know you don't like him either, so fess up. Uh, the dude's, he's just douchey. He's pretty douchey. His body language on the sidelines sucks. He's screaming at everybody. He's, he overreacts. You see that clip of him with all the spit flying out of his mouth? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Just, yeah. And then the whole thing with the Detroit Lions coach like last year, two years ago, whatever. That was last great. Year. I have to admit, I have watched that on the interwebs about a hundred times because I, mean, I just find it so hilarious. I find it hilarious that the other coach runs and chases him down. Is like, you can't do that to me. Shake my hand that hard. I mean, it was, and then I think he slapped him on the back. Oh, and, my oh God, It was yeah. so dramatic and hysterical. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't, you know, listen, you're not going to like everybody. I don't like him. I just, I know he's an amazing coach, and uh, I'm sure his players love him. But here's the change I've seen in the 49ers. And specifically, this is how I can prove my point. I feel like he's douchey. Now he's making all the 49ers douchey. Mm, the 49ers are a little douchey at the moment. Colin Kaepernick last year, I thought, was like, you know, emerging out of the, like, you know, who is Colin Kaepernick? I, I thought he was, like, jovial, fun to watch. He's still always going to be fun to watch because he's so good. But now, it, it just after last season, it, I think between Harbaugh and, like, all the success went to his head, he's totally douchey. He's pretty full of himself. And he's so arrogant. He's very arrogant. He's always kissing his biceps. Now, and then he was making fun of... Uh, yeah, when we it's like your Superman second playoff thing, game. Yeah. I, yeah, seriously. And you're going to You know, it's interesting, like, of all these young quarterbacks who came up, so you got RG3 and you got Kaepernick, who both of them went way over the top in terms of, I'm all that. Yeah. Although Kaepernick, in his defense, is actually winning stuff. Yeah. RG3, not so much. But yeah. Russell Wilson is like, he's a nice, humble fellow. I love him. He's great. He's right? fantastic. Yeah. But the rest of the Seahawks, seriously, Jim Carroll? Well, we're going to get there. Oh, I'm sorry. not done ranting about <laughs> okay. the 49ers. Please rant on. And here's the biggest example. This is why, this is proving my point, is uh, Anquan, Antoine Quan. I think it's Anquan. I think it's Quan. Uh, Bolden. Now, I love the dude. And the fact that the he single-handedly, I thought, won the Super Bowl for the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Flacco uh, played phenomenal. But the MVP for me was Bolden. Fair he enough. caught... The dude can catch everything. Mm-hmm. And how the Ravens let him go in the offseason was... I was losing, losing my mind, and I'm not even a Ravens fan. And then you give him to your brother? Really? It's unbelievable how they have Bolden. But always loved Bolden, always caught the ball, didn't say anything, whatever. He's just like a good receiver. He's one of the best receivers. Now, his if you watch him even just the last couple weeks, the dude is a total D-bag on the field now. <laughs> I mean, just even so the announcers last week were like, we like Bolden, but he really needs to stop talking. I mean, in the he catched the ball in the defender's face, squawking, yelling, screaming, catch like a 10-yard pass and be like, yeah, I'm all that, like, <laughs> awful. So what is that? Why is it there's like certain teams, well, I guess it all flows down from the coach though, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. It starts with Harbaugh and now everyone's a big douche. Jim Harbaugh. Please tell us, please lead us into that story. So, so Jim Harbaugh wears khakis on the sidelines all the time. He sure does. And uh, apparently it was revealed this week that he actually purchases his khakis at Walmart for about $8 a pair. And apparently there was video that emerged, but the, but the hilarious thing was his wife gave a uh, an interview which you know you always want your wife giving interviews about your clothes when you're in the middle of the season in the middle of the playoffs and everything but here's a quote from jim harbaugh's wife who says publicly she really can't stand the fact that he wears these khakis he pulls them up to the middle of his stomach and i'm like this is not a good look she said you're aging yourself 15 years you look like rain man 
I mean, trouble in that household. <laughs> Maybe that's just her way of getting him fired up enough to try to win an NFL football game. Maybe that's like his little extra fire that he needs. He'll wear those khakis and win that game and he'll show his wife. Oh, I just, I love that story because I'm not a fan of uh, him. And of now khakis. his wife is like, <laughs> do you like khakis? My man, I hate khakis. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I don't like khakis. Uh, but yeah, now the wife is like, you buy your khakis at Walmart. Yeah. Then he needs to be pleats down there. Or whatever she's talking about, like the pleats and the pants. Yeah, oh my. please don't wear the pleats. The pleats are out. Oh, yeah. This is the other quote from her. Yeah, this is rather spectacular as well. Because oh. who says this about if you want to. And okay. it was a daily yeah, news, was, right? Yeah, it was the New York Daily News. Yeah. Unbelievable. I saw it anyway. But she, oh, wait, where is it? She says something about don't wear pleated pants. Pleated pants are out. Why doesn't he wear... Oh, let me find it. I can't find it anyway. Yeah, but just, she, she's she's basically saying, oh, pleats are gone. Wear flat front pants. He's got a flattering body, she said Tuesday, of the 50-year-old former quarterback. <laughs> this, is, this is what you want your spouse to say about you to the Let, New York Daily News. He's got a flattering body. Let's air out... Hot. Let's air out the hot, khaki. Hot, hot, It's baby. going to be khaki gate. You know what? He's going to dress like Buzz Bissinger on the sideline <laughs> next time. <laughs> He's going to wear those super tight leather pants and then some like little heels. Oh, oh my God. If wonderful. he would just do that. Just one time so awesome. I would, then I would like him. But I am generally, uh, gen- I've been, every time I want to say genuinely, I come out generally, gen- genuinely, wait, generally. And I've caught myself like numerous times being like, I might at this point have to have to really abandon the world, <laughs> the word the word genuinely, genuinely, because I can't get it out of my mouth. What do you think that is, Aaron? Do you think that like deep down somewhere inside you're incapable of being genuine? I'm the most genuine person on the is? planet. Do you think you're just really general? Maybe I'm more general than genuine. <laughs> wow, that Foley. She really, when she, she's really not a genuine person you know anymore. What? She is generally kind of awesome. How about that? <laughs> there we go. Um, Honestly speaking, I have to say, uh, no, no, I don't. I, I really think I'm right about this. I do think that Harbaugh is, is creating a culture of like, you know, I do think you have to be confident and maybe a little bit cocky. And you know what True. I mean? It's a very egocentric sport. It's very, you know, masculine and physical. And, yes. you know, you need that chip on your your shoulder. But you don't have to be a douche. So, you know, I, I've given a lot of thought at to this because I really really hate the whole like showboating culture of the NFL so I've given a lot of thought to it like right so if you if you're a baseball player and you hit a home run and you dare to take too long running around the bases you're not pumping your fist you're not doing anything you're gonna get a beanball the next time right like baseball will not put up with it you will not showboat ever yeah you make an amazing catch in the outfield every baseball player is like I'm cool I meant to do that it's all cool right yeah so next is the NBA the NBA, they showboat a little bit, but not like they do in football. They don't do these stupid dances and whatever. Yeah. I just hate those things. So I finally realized you're not allowed to take your helmet off, right, yeah. in the NFL. So you can't actually see the player at all. They're, like, buried under all this equipment. So this is their way of, like, showing people this is who I am. Oh. But I still kind of hate it, though. Well, I like a good – here's the thing. I like a good end zone dance. <laughs> you I, do. I do. But see, the Giants do. players do it. We had this discussion before where you were like I, like the guy with the salsa thing. And like if you're on the opposing team, you're like, stop with the fucking salsa, dude. But, yeah. But, but, but you're like, it's for his grandmother. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there was a dude that just uh, – who was it? Uh, I, I'm never going to remember his name. But like someone on – It's genuinely hard to remember. It's genuinely <laughs> – 
Uh, it, it was some move. I can't remember it was, but I thought it was hilarious. It was like a double hip move <laughs> side to side. I think he did like a, a corralling number with his hand. I paused it, rewound it four times. I don't, I'm not even cheering for the team, but I was like, that was amazing. Yeah. Like how fun is the Lambo leap? The Lambo leap is fun. You know what I mean? So but that's I, about the fans though, right? But I, I do think some of like the, the fun, like a quick little touchdown maneuver is super right. fun. Yeah. But when it hits obnoxious level, like again, Kaepernick going into the end zone, right? Right. right. He, that was his first touchdown. He goes in and mocks Cam Newton's little Superman move. How about this, Kaepernick? How about you score your touchdown? You do your stupid little bicep move, right? right. And then you call it a day. And it's, <laughs> so he it's went. Just, he went one too far for you. It's the mocking of the other quarterback. It's the mocking. Oh, it's so unnecessary and really annoying. So that's the line where you draw, Aaron yeah. Foley. If Kaepernick just goes in and kisses his bicep, I'm like, all right, well that's your move. Good for you. Right. Knock yourself out. All right, I don't so you're care. allowed to have your move. Yeah. Just right. don't, you know. What's your move, by the way? Oh, well, it's an elaborate sequence. <laughs> Can you describe it it's for our an, listeners? It's an elaborate <laughs> sequence when I do the game-winning touchdown. Um, it, would be, it wouldn't be a spike. It would be one of those things where I'd fake spike it and then do like a twisting like of a bottle turn. Ooh, nice. Twist the football around, and then I dance around it while it spins wow yes very nice yeah i like I'm, it i'm gonna i'll take a video of it and post it up on I, yeah i think you should do that we're in the in the uh it's gonna take probably a little bit of time probably maybe a month or two uh, but we're getting uh sports without balls website we're gonna make that happen excellent so i'll post little videos and clips and stuff like that of you um, doing your touchdown of dance. and the first one obviously is going to be an elaborate dis- display of a of a touchdown dance i kind of wish the coaches had touchdown dances too you know i'd like to see belichick dance around i'd like to see harbaugh dance around do some crazy thing do like a that would be fun wouldn't that be fun belt can you imagine belichick i watched his what kind uh of dance do you think he would do he'd probably do like the he'd probably be like uh the saturday night fever you know do a little thing. yeah exactly little yeah. pointing up and down yeah i think it would end in him just um I don't know. I think it would be, he's such a, he's such the worst personality. <laughs> Everything is so like angry and disgruntled. I watched uh, some of his uh, interview on Wednesday, like the obligatory one where he has to come out and it's so painful. And all the reporters are just like, I can't believe we have to be there. And they asked about Tom Brady. They're like, you know, this amazing success you guys have had such a good partnership throughout the year. And he literally, he couldn't even relish in one moment of like a compliment or joy. He goes, because the guy was like, you know, what do you have to say about, you know, maybe comment on that. And he goes, yeah, I, you know, it's just, it's really, I'm not thinking about uh, Tom Brady and I right now. I just, uh, you know, we just have to focus on the game. And then bo- that was it. I and was like, it. you can't even have one moment of like, just simply say like, well, that's not my focus. But yeah, it's been amazing to have this great quarterback, yet, man. He's I mean, focused on the game. So his end zone dance, I think him just, I don't know, just being like, you know, put his hands up and be like, I just scored. <laughs> Whatever. And then just, uh, you know what? Take Bill a Belichick's a guy who acts like he's been there before. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Been there, I don't like him it. either, mostly because of the stupid sleeves thing. But um, also because he cheats. How about that? Yeah, okay. that too. Yeah, he cheats too. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying all the time, but certainly it's been uh, it's been on the books. All right. So let's um, all all good games aside. Uh, I mean, all good games this past weekend. Um, I didn't see the Pats 
beating the crap out of the Colts. I did not see that coming. Yeah, right? With a running game. I, that was a shocker. I, I am always going to pick the Pats. I never cheer for him, but I will never not pick the Pats. Ever. When it's Belichick and Brady, Pats beat the Colts. They're going into uh, a Denver Yep. I'm I'm picking the Patriots. I cannot. Yeah. I mean, they're just somehow now the Denver's defense is completely depleted. And I honestly think the Patriots are going to win. And I hate it. I think the chances are good. And I feel really bad. I feel really bad for Peyton Manning, mostly because I want that guy to win another Super Bowl because yeah. I kind of can't believe. And I'm sorry, Giants fan. But between those two brothers that Eli has two and Peyton only has one. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I mean, how do you think Peyton feels being the older brother and little Eli is like has won two Super Bowls to his one? I just really want him to get one more that's it yeah i'm to get one more he's already talking about retiring did you see that well he's got this big you know you know contractually and physically he's got the big exam mm-hmm. uh about his for his neck after the right. season yeah. and i but then i think he was saying like if all goes well i think he thinks he's got another like at least year but i, I a lot of reporters are saying He's got at least two, two to three. I don't know. I don't know. know. But if anything, I think if there's anything wrong with the neck or it looks, I think he will... I think he will stop. I kind of hope sure. he wins it all this year just for that reason. Yeah. I want him to tie oh, it up I'm, with Eli. I am, I am full on huge, obviously, Manning family of course love. So I'm cheering with reckless abandon for Peyton Manning. I'd love to see, uh, you know, Seattle... Uh, Broncos. I think that would be fantastic. That, that guy, that quarterback, has a lot of years ahead of him, though. What? Who? Russell Wilson. <clears throat> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm He's not. Got gonna, a lot of years I'm ahead not going to. So. I'm not rooting for. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, only team I'll cheer for is yeah. uh, is uh, Denver. Yeah. You know. Um, but I really think you know if I'm betting and I'm, I'm really like, listen, I want Seattle and I want Denver. But if I'm being really truthful with myself, yes. and if I was betting, if you're being genuine. If I'm so. being general with myself, <laughs> um, I have to say I would put the money on the 49ers Patriots. I yeah. really would. Yeah. I also in that 49ers Patriots in the Super Bowl, I would now pick the 49ers. All I'm right, literally so this picking. Is your prediction. The, all right, so I people, think the 49ers Aaron are going to win spoken. it all. And Aaron I don't, Foley and I'm not spoken. happy about it. 49ers, Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl and 49ers winning. There you have it. Yeah. I just, Aaron I fully has spoken. I don't want this to happen at all. I want Broncos yeah. Seattle and I yeah. want Broncos to win. Yep. I just don't know if those 49ers uh, can be stopped. They're the hottest team. They're pretty good. They're a complete team. You know what it is? The power of the khakis. The power of the khakis. It's the power of the khakis. Oh, Good what do you think? What's your gut instinct? What are you, you know feeling? What? I'm going to go opposite then. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be the Broncos in Seattle. And I think <laughs> Broncos are going to win. That's just awesome. because I want them to, because yeah. I can't be genuine with myself. I just want them to win. And so I will pick them. <laughs> you know, this is funny. I used to have uh, a bet with my high school teacher of chemistry, Mr. Exner, every year, every year for years after I graduated from high school, that the North Carolina Tar Heels were going to win the national championship. We would bet $5. I took the Tar Heels. He took the field. How idiotic is that? That is the stupidest bet ever. I ended up paying him $5 every year for many years. What do you mean he when... took the field? Oh, everybody else. Anybody else I was who like, wins, I owe him $5. Field? I was like, the location of the yes, field? I was no. like, I'm, not, I'm so confused no, so with this So this is betting. basketball. Basketball. Okay, basketball. Right. Yes. Gotcha. So I would pick North Carolina because that's my team. Yeah. And I would lose all the time. So yeah. I want the Broncos to win. So ergo... I think the Broncos are going to win. All right, let's it. do it. I'm sending them those vibes. I think um, I've been sort of, 
I've, I've been, I have this, uh, a friend of mine and she does a lot of betting on sports, right? So she texts me now and then, <clears throat> now and then now it's turning into like weekly and I'm totally getting into it because I'm not betting any money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but now I'm like, you know, looking into the betting thing more just, just for informational, like, you know what I mean? Spreads and stuff like that. Just sort of getting to know the whole betting world. I will never bet because Mm. it's, it's, I don't, A, I don't have the money to bet and B it's just, I get too emotionally involved. And, um, but last night it was like, this is why to me, it like proves the point of just like the whole betting thing. She was like heat wizards, heats, you know, the, it's a six point spread. I was like, take a 26 point spread. I was like, you know, I, I was like, yeah, no brainer heat. The Wizards blew the, the wizards. heat. The Wizards blew the heat wizards. out last night. P.S. That's my team. I was um, all yeah. about the Wizards. They I'm all about any underdogs. Them. They were like 24 what? points ahead in the first quarter. It was amazing. I have to double check this, but was fantastic. I thought I saw the score, and in the first quarter, they were winning by like 43. They were crushing. Them. It was something it was crazy. Fantastic. Carol. <laughs> Carol. Yeah. Y- yes, you. There's not another Carol in the room. Uh, look up the score for the first quarter of Heat's Wizards. Hold on. She's uh, looking it up right now. <laughs> Carol! Carol, seriously, do not send a fax. <laughs> She's sending a fax. Oh, Carol. Oh, we're never going to get into the Carol, room. Meryl. <laughs> I can't stop <laughs> with the sounds. This is going to be my favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, yes. You the know, Wizards. when the Patriots lose this week to the to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's making me really happy. Uh, what were we saying before that? I think it was something like 43 to 17. It was, I just it pulled was that huge, out of my ass. But it was something. Yes, no, it was. So, yeah, uh, you can't. So you lost five bucks every year. Every but... year to my high school chemistry teacher because I can't, I, I can't separate what I want to have happen from what I believe will happen. So okay. I'm saying Super Bowl, yes. it's going to be the Broncos versus the Seahawks and the Broncos are going to win. Fantastic. I'm just picking the opposite of you. This Shall is we such have a $5 one... bet right now. Let's do it. All right. There we go. Um, Katie Massa, our guest uh, last week, literally said the same thing. She was like, I can't separate. I can't. I can't do it. All right. So you're, you're doing uh, Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos winning, That's, I which think I Peyton's want to gonna win it all. I'm doing a 49ers Patriots 49ers. P.S. Did you see Wes Welker's helmet last week? So Wes Welker is already kind of tiny. He's, he's just so a little, little fellow. And he's coming back off of his concussions, oh, right? Yes, I and he did. had this giant helmet. So oh. it, honestly, it looks like somebody let a third grader out on the I field because he's got this tiny head. And he's tiny so precious. Oh my God, I love him. I just want to like cuddle up with him like he's a teddy bear. I love that. This is why the Patriots are, <clears throat> excuse me, good no matter what. They lose Welker, yes. you know, who's they arguably lose Welker and Gronkowski and Hernandez. And, Hernandez. and then they pick up, they pick up, uh, Emendola from St. Louis, who I love. Yeah. And he's just, boom, now he's Welker. Yeah. And uh, then they also, they have have that other little dude, Edelman. Yeah. He's on fire. He's on fire. Then they go for five rushing touchdowns. I I can't take it. They're always so You finally feel like, oh, the injuries or something, something will happen. And the Patriots just win again and again. And they win and they win. And again. Oh, I saw this amazing stat. It was something like, if you're a 12-year-old in Boston today, in your lifetime, there have already been three Red Sox World Series, two Patriots Super Bowl wins, one Boston Bruins. You know, it's like they listed all the major sports. There's like nine championships total if you're a 12-year-old in Boston today. Wow. That's, that those people are hurt. spoiled. They are spoiled. They're spoiled. And you know, the Bruins, I mean, the Penguins, for as far as hockey goes, 
the Penguins are like on fire right now, but yeah. everyone is like, you know, the Bruins are going to take it. Bruins. Oh, Boston sports. You're Boston welcome. Sports. Whereas if you're a DC sports fan, you're Oof. 89 years old and you've never seen a championship. <laughs> That's not true. The Redskins used to be good. They were totally good. And now you got Gruden. We were talking about that earlier. I think, I think it's a good pickup. Anyone with the last name of Gruner, Gruden is a winner. This is what they've done now, right? So, so Dan Snyder has tried everything. He's tried, we're going to get these ama- this amazing legacy hire, like you know Joe Gibbs and Mike Shanahan, and yeah. those didn't work out. Yeah. And then it was like, we're going to get this brand new guy, Jim Zorn, and Steve Spurrier, who's never coached you know, pro ball. And those didn't work out. Yeah. So now he's got something in between, right? Yeah. Gruden has never been a head coach in the NFL, and he's the brother of a Super Bowl winning head coach. <laughs> so he's like, hmm, let's see, the Venn diagram. This yes. is the one guy who's in the middle. We'll take him. And he's like a, like a young, and you were saying earlier he was a quarterback's coach. He's, and he's a quarterback's guy. He's an offensive the real question coordinator. Is, does he wear khaki pants? I hope so. I hope what so if he too. was like in love with corduroys and his so wife too. is like, I can't take Ooh, the corduroys. Corduroys. No, that wouldn't work. Oh, better yet, tuxedo pants. The only man, <laughs> the man likes you tuxedo imagine? pants. <laughs> but he's still I'm gonna I'm gonna coach with tuxedo pants. That would be pretty I miss the amazing. Days of the Fedora with Tom Landry. Oh god, I, feel like I don't should dress properly on the sidelines. That does it for football. Uh we've got our bet. Uh we reviewed the teams. I'm pretty smoking excited for Sunday's games because whoever wins, uh both games are gonna be amazing. Foley is kissing her own bicep right now. I am. I'm just yes. leaning over. <laughs> Boom, pop. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, switch gears to tennis. We're in the middle of a very exciting Australian Open. I love the Australian Open, except that I have to wake up at like four in the morning. If by exciting you mean that everybody is fainting and passing <laughs> out and puking, including the ball boys and girls, because it is 137 degrees there. <laughs> it, is the, it is hotter than the surface of, of Venus. Mercury. Venus has cloud cover. I almost um, went with Jupiter, Venus, <laughs> Mars. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. Oh, the sun. Yes. That's the one. In Australia right now, and everybody's passing out. It is uh, It is unspeakably warm, unseasonably it's un- warm. It's very, very They're bad. playing inside a microwave. People are actually, I was reading that, uh, that some of the players, one of the players put down a water bottle onto the court, and when he tried to pick it back up again, it was actually melted to the court. That is how hot it is. That's unbelievable. It is insanely hot. Let's go into a little bit more detail on this story. If you haven't been following this uh, Australian Open, yeah, temperatures ranging from 107 to 110 degrees. People are putting on water vests. I mean, iced vests. Sherpo had an ice vest on, uh, wrapping their towels. Which is going to be for sale at Bloomingdale's (laughs) in the fall. Part of her ice line. Uh, you would get people to buy that, actually. Of course. She would do that. Ice by <laughs> uh, She's so hot. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sharapova won. Literally. Good so, one, Just Foley. sweating it out. <laughs> uh, she won 6, 3, 4, 6, 10, 8, 3 hours and 28 minutes Oof. of Oof. Squ- squelchering heat down she in Australia. She lost 37 pounds in water weight. She now weighs 64 pounds. Her head is as tiny as Wes Welker's. <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's just the helmet. Sorry. We got to get a visual of that. Uh, how I literally was like, is that Welker? Wow, I didn't realize she had a 10-8 third set. 10-8 third set, three and a half hours playing in oh, that madness. That's, the yeah. other match that I thought, Sloane Stevens, upstart, American upstart. She's really come into her own the last year. She had a little bit of a Twitter war with uh, uh, Serena Williams, which we discussed in probably uh, podcast number three. But 
Um, I think she's maturing, uh, like a hopeful for the U.S. Her match was delayed four hours because of the heat. And then within the match, there was lightning, thunderstorms. They had a break for another hour and a half. She winds up pulling it out like 7-5 in the second or the third. Um, but, f- I mean, a I th- lightning. I think they got to go with the retractable roof like yeah. they did at Wimbledon. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, you can't ask people to play in 110 degree heat. I mean, they're fainting and like puking And there is there. a roof. I mean, they do night matches. And then they canceled all day matches the other day, like during, you know, or they had to wait like four or five hours. And then they wound up canceling because it was so bad. This guy, Danchevic, he, I mean, it was horrible. He was, you know, just about, he was like passing out. He, at one point, he looked up and he started hallucinating and he said he saw Snoopy. I mean, I think that's like the funniest, most random thing I've ever heard in sports. That is Snoopy? Because totally you would think he would see Schroeder. But Snoopy, Snoopy's but not even Snoopy, real. <laughs> this is just so... I would think you would go with that. I was seeing double. Um, yeah. I was seeing another opponent. That is fantastic. I that was seeing. I, I mean, saw it, Snoopy. Did he win his match? By the way, I don't. I don't think. I think he like couldn't go oh, on. He couldn't I go on. I think he was, was disqualified wow. just because he was seeing. I think when you see Snoopy, <laughs> when you see Snoopy, you're probably probably. But gone. isn't that like the most random? Yes. I mean, now it makes me want to like you know if someone else is like hallucinating, be like it was Lord Voldemort <laughs> on the other side of the mat, like tennis court. Snoopy. That is a little scary, though. When you get that hot and you're like, everybody's lying around on the court and then puking into the plants and stuff. It's really... Uh... Have you ever played... I know you play a lot of softball. Well, you play a lot of stuff and you bike and everything. Have you ever hit that level of like hallucinating? No, because I stop way before that. Can yeah. you imagine? Oh, my God. No. Well, I guess it's like you're just, you know, you're a professional athlete. This is it. And you is have a, to do it. I mean, you can't. The top like, especially four. These, yeah, like these people who are like not in the in the top 10 of tennis players in the world and they're there and this is their big chance you know yeah. and you just play and play and play but oof. well i mean it's a grand slam event no matter what how are you ranking as like you just got to go out there and yeah. do it and if your opponent's still going it's like you, you just got to go it. till you drop that's crazy and you drop right before you saw snoopy can you imagine also being a spectator i do not think i would want to be sitting no. on i hope they're not aluminum benches they sit on <laughs> People they're could, they're also could, given mirrors. People could be permanently injured. <laughs> they can burn holes in the court. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, I the only thing I yeah, they said attendance is down this year. I'm like, yeah, because you're playing inside a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of God, why would you arguably go out in public if you weren't under like the roof? The only time I remember like I remember playing like left field and like softball. Well, I hope it's softball. If I'm playing, I'm playing yeah. basketball in left field. Uh, in it, some tournaments in the summer where you're just baking, I remember mm. just baking being like, and it was like, they kept like, I remember one batter was kept fouling off the pitch. I'm like, I don't care if you hit a home run, <laughs> just hit get this in. inning yeah. over with. Yeah. The yeah. only time I remember though, like this isn't even really hallucinating, but it was in the middle of the night when I played so many softball games in a row, cause I'm super gay. Uh, that at night I got home like really late after playing three or four games and I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I'm still playing. And wow. I was making softball moves on my bed. I'd be like diving, <laughs> diving like on my bed being like, oh, you know, uh, I caught it. I remember looking at my twins bed, Megan, uh, Megan, her bed thinking, 
you know, those are runners on the bases. Wow. Like I was still hardcore. Aaron Foley. It was how course. many games in a row had you played? Like three or something. Wow, something ridiculous. Wow. Where I was like, um, and then I then you like snap out of it, and you're like. I was just diving for a ball on my bed. This I have is, done that too. I have right? done that too. Yeah, I whacked my left hand really hard one time when I dreamt that I was catching and I and, and the ball was like wide and so I went whack and I <laughs> like smacked it into the dresser and woke myself up. But I had caught it, so I was, like, I was proud. I was like the follow up question, obviously. I made the catch. You made the catch. You made the catch. You made the catch. Woo-hoo-hoo! Congratulations! Yeah, that's right. And then you just were like, "I'm so good, I'm gonna smash this <laughs> glass." Well, that's a good one. Wow! So I can't. Very nice. It's just too good. That is a very versatile little machine you have there. It's unbelievable. Fantastic. And now we're gonna use another one. Uh, we're switching gears because there's so many sports. Which sport is gonna come up next? <laughs> Baseball! <laughs> Woo! Baseball! So stupid. Let's go with baseball. It's so stupid. Uh, well, you know, the A-Rod scandal came out this week. I mean, the A-Rod scandal has been going on since, Who? I think... Who? Um, A-Rod? A-Rod. A, little, a little gentleman named A-Rod. He's dead to me. He's, he's dead to everybody. Um, you know, obviously the scandal has been going on for, I think, since he started baseball? Since uh, he was a little leaguer. Since he was a little juicing. He was juicing uh, with his, in, in his juicy league. juice in yeah. the little leagues. <laughs> juice boxing. In his, in he was league. juice boxing <laughs> with tainted, tainted juice boxing when A-Rod was a mere child. Oh, A-Rod. Uh, but this is, uh, okay, so, you know, he sued in the arbitration and finally uh, came down a couple days ago that they were going to suspend him for all of uh, 2014. If I didn't already hit the applause button too many times, I would hit the applause button yes. right now. Weird to be a Yankee fan and just uh, hate your third baseman. He's so bad for baseball. He's bad for everything. He's awful. And no A-Rod in 2014. Here's what's fascinating is that he can't play big league baseball. He can't play in any minor league affiliates. He can't play overseas because the overseas leagues, like big leagues, have agreements in place with major league baseball. So there's like some unaffiliated... um, leagues that he could potentially play in like potentially maybe the softball league that i play in on sunday mornings <laughs> in glendale wow is maybe he, well, he he's gonna have to there. try out yes he might yes he, he will have to try out that's right. true but also you know what this week somebody tweeted a photo of him that they had taken i guess somebody ran into him somewhere and he kind of has a little belly he's looking a little doughy he is looking a little i'm doughy. thinking how do you stay in baseball shape an entire year yeah. you're not seeing pitching you're not seeing big league pitching you're not you know yeah what happens you're yeah, he's going to be, he's done. Well, I hope he's done for good. But knowing A-Rod, he'll probably work harder than he's ever worked just to, like, do the FU to Major League Baseball and come back. And he really fully expects to play in 2015 for the Yankees. Whether that's going to, I mean, I don't know how they can, we were talking about this earlier, I don't know if they can, I don't think they can wipe out his full contract. I mean, they're going to save $21 million next year um, so we can get, uh, you know, I feel like more there players, must be but... a clause in his contract that says if he, you know, for behavioral issues or some such. And, and I would think that cheating well, there... using steroids is probably yeah, falls under that. There is, but I think it has to be like, um, you know, he's now suing Major League Baseball. I think they have to wait till all of it's like said and done. But, you know, there, that whole thing that came out this summer of, like, all every single article it was like, how can the Yankees, you know, nullify this contract? How yeah. can they do it? How can they do it? Are they going to do it? Whatever. So we'll see. But this was this is how obnoxious uh, the A-Rod 
just A-Rod is in general. He just gave an interview, I think in Mexico, he's got some sort of, he had a promotional appearance in Mexico. And these were the quotes that were coming out of his mouth after, okay, now he's going to sue again, but he potentially he knows he's not going to play in 2014. Um he just went on and he was like super positive. He's like, I exp- he was expressing gratitude for the support he's received from everyone, from his Yankees teammates to quote, retired players and players that are in the Hall of Fame, voice sadness that his suspension ordeal has dominated headlines. Quote, it's a very sad story, said the three time AL MVP, who appeared uh, somber. I almost, I wrote that as sober. Uh, somber and sober is speaking in Spanish and we hope uh, we can take it out of the newspapers and I hope we can start concentrating on all the good things the big league is doing with all the young players and move forward what are you talking about he doesn't talk like a human being talks he does it's really weird it's a sad story okay there's more um I think that in the year 2014 the league could have done me a favor because I've played 20 years without a timeout I think 2014 will be a year to rest mentally and physically, prepare for, or to rest myself mentally and physically, to prepare myself for the future and begin a new chapter of my life. He did, it's a sad story, and Major League Baseball did him a favor. There's so he can just take a time out. Just, well, that's good. Just relax next year. Yeah, he can just hang out. He could probably go to the movies. I mean, yeah. what is happening? He, he's just, you know, every word that comes out of that guy's mouth has been focus tested. Yeah. You know, that's it. This is his message now. It's like, oh, this is going to be a good thing. I'm going to come back better than ever. It's a new chapter. It's a new Alex Rodriguez, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he really is. He's just so atrocious. It's funny to me. You know, you say like being a Yankees fan. I mean, yeah. that guy still puts up incredible numbers. He's still like an amazing third baseman. But the Yankees fans can't stand him. Like they'd rather have a third baseman who doesn't have the numbers. Yeah. Because it's just awful having him around. It is awful having him he around. He just sucks the joy out of it. You man. know, and the thing is, like, he's like now the face of steroids. And everyone already hangs, hates the Yankees enough, you know, already because they win and they have money. And, oh, God, you know, whose problem is that? Uh, Bud Selig, the worst commissioner in all of sports. Right. And, again, do I have to apologize because I was raised in New York? I mean, I hate it. I think you do. Amy. I hate it. I, I hate it. Do. I'm just like... It is not the Yankees' fault. It is Major League Baseball. I don't have to. How many times I have to have this discussion? But the point is, they're already hated. Okay, fine. But then you've got this D bag that's like now the face of the Yankees, the face of steroids, and everyone wants to be just. Dis- it's true. Here's a couple other things. Hold on, and then I'll I'll get to the. But, but here's a couple other quotes, and then. I have another point to make about A-Roid that has nothing to do with steroids. Did you just say A-Roid? Of course you I did. I just that's said great. A-Roid. A-Roid. Um, okay, lawyer. He will continue to move forward with his uh, complaint, which will help all players, which will help all players against this unfair system. Unfair system, quote, the arbitrator after all of the Major League Baseball investigations, the arbitrator found, quote, clear and convincing evidence that the third baseman used three banned substances and twice tried to obstruct baseball's investigation of the biogenesis of America anti-aging clinic. I mean, he's been tried... 17 times and it's all this evidence and yet it's an unfair system and he wants to help other players and and, and now he wants to attend to a plan, uh, attend spring training despite the system <laughs> oh, it no. just it just doesn't it's just like go he away he doesn't get it yeah it's it falls for me under the armstrong umbrella of like Ooh. denial 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 mm. denial all this evidence all this evidence and it's like what mm-hmm. How much evidence do you need against you? 
You've yeah. been through like two courts of law now, and he's still denying it. Yeah. Although, is he? Didn't he give that one press conference where he was kind of yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, well, I, I did, did it stuff one I time. I did stuff I wasn't supposed to do." Yeah, that was one time. But now this is repeated. Yeah. And he won't. Where does he think th- this evidence is just being made up? Yeah. No, it's really. But do you think that his now saying down in Mexico in Spanish that, oh, they're actually doing me a favor. This is good to have this year off. Is that his way of saying, all right, whatever, I did it. And now I'm taking a year off. I don't know. I just wish he would stop talking. I just stop talking. Stop talking. Here's another point. Why people, why Yankee fans can't stand A-Rod. Since the spectacle of signing him under this outrageous contract right Mm -hmm. he has done so many things that have nothing to do with steroids that have just tarnished his image and just made him such a d-bag i mean it was the red sox yankee game where he with a hamburger helper hand where he tried to slap the ball out of the glove out of bronson arroyo's glove oh that was unbelievable unbelievably horrible like he's 10 years old or something and then in a regular season game against the toronto blue jays there's a pop-up in the outfield he's running past the shortstop Excuse me, and uh, screamed out like "ah" or something. You know what I mean? Just so the guy could be distracted to the ball drop. So bad. Then, let alone leaving the wife and the seventeen girlfriends and coming out. I remember uh, they were playing up in Toronto, and he came out of footage out coming out of a strip club with two other women. And you're just like, it has been a nightmare since day one, on and off. The field. It's true. It has been. So that giant contract. Woohoo. Uh, Were you happy when they signed that contract with him? No, the only reason why they signed that contract is because they thought Boston was gonna get him first. Oh, interesting. And they moved But you weren't excited? You didn't think, wow, this is like the best player in baseball we're gonna be whatever. No, because no. he was a douche in Texas. Yeah. True. And already had steroid not allegations bad, in Texas. Wow. Yeah. And he was just obnoxious and not likable and the Yankees did not need him. Mm. I mean, he's been nothing but a menace. The only time we have won with him. Menace to society. Menace was 2009. And that was now the year he was probably juicing the most. So it's like now that championship is completely tainted. You know what would have been fascinating is if that player in the Australian Open had hallucinated a giant A-Rod. That would that been, would have been scary, right? Can you imagine? Well, I looked. I knew I was going down because A-Rod <laughs> was on the other side of the, uh, the freaking fence. With Snoopy ears. <laughs> the one thing I do not want to happen, and I've said this before, is, uh, you know, David Ortiz's numbers we've never seen numbers like that coming at it and he's already admitted to juicing and wait he's already admitted to juicing I didn't know that yeah he was caught in the scandal oh wow a couple years ago. I didn't realize that I don't want him to get I don't want him to be using I don't want him to get caught because he now is so feel good and all the you know teams love i mean players love them kids love them it's true but those numbers i'm sorry wow. are outrageous. You know, it's interesting to hear you as a yankees fan saying that because i would have thought you'd have been like he's juicing they gotta nab him for that do i really feel like in my heart of hearts he those numbers are real well, the numbers are insane i mean at one point i he mean was, he, he was hitting 800 something yeah, you know what i mean so it's like but i just want baseball to go back to like yeah feel good days and get these drugs out and i just and that would take baseball back even further. Yeah. So you know what? I just want that to be clean. Yeah. I want it to be so clean. So far, so good. Do I think mm. it's clean? Fuck mm. no. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to do one shout out to women's basketball and then end with an, an Olympic story. 
And uh, I, uh, this is sad to me. The WNBA uh, Lady Sparks, or Los Angeles Sparks, uh, pretty much bankrupt. Uh, the owner had to give the Oof. team back to the league. That is sad. And now there's a huge uh, possibility that the Sparks will be now like uh, the Golden State Sparks the or Golden something State awful. The Golden State Sparks? That doesn't even make any sense. Well, no, I mean, they'll probably rename. Uh-oh. That's I know. awful. So... Ugh. There so is a button on that that people th- is a th- mimics a throw up noise, and that's yeah. what I really feel like. You know, we're not going to do that. But how about this? It. This is called soap opera drama. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. It's also like almost old timey baseball in a way too. It's almost like the organ noise when <laughs> the people organ noise. Yeah, that's pretty take good. the field. Like, this is called too bad, so sad. That's, that's it. There, that's, that's the, one. the that's sound the one for the sparks. For. Now, so this is fascinating to me. L.A. is a city of what? 8 million, 9 million, 27 million people. Something I'm like that. horrible with giant, large numbers. Giant, giant, giant yes. city. No NFL football team here. Nope. For years. Because what? We can't support it or something. And now we can't support a women's basketball team? Like it's, that just seems insane to me. It's insane. How can that be? Well, I, first of all, I think... I, well, I mean, I, I guess a couple... I, I mean... I'm I'm such a fan that I have a hard time believing that people don't go to the games. Uh, I traveled so much last summer that I didn't get to one game. I'd watch. So it's them. your fault, is what it we're saying. Be, it might be my fault. It's they we, they were okay until you stopped watching, buying tickets. I was watching a lot of women's basketball on television, but Foley killed the sparks. I do think, I do think in major in major cities, right? Yes. When the stadium, LA is unique, is a unique situation because I do think there are a lot of women's basketball fans. Yes. But as you know, um, how this city is laid out, mm. I do think that it's hard to get to. Um, it's a short season in the summer. I mean, I'm just saying, I and I just don't think they do it enough like marketing wise i think that's definitely true you know because you know? I, I would be sort of a natural audience for hey i could go see a sparks game or something but i don't i never i don't ever think about it yeah like, their marketing is horrible they don't yeah. put enough like i don't know it's just it's sad i do think but you know there's other wnba franchises that are thriving you know and dc um, has a thriving franchise DC, for years Minnesota, and they had the, they had the worst for years they had the worst record and the best attendance record which yeah. is bizarre yeah they were they're called the mystics and we like to call them the mistakes oh the mistakes, yeah, the mistakes. oh god yeah so i don't know i really hope and you know golden state now they have great owners they're gonna move to san francisco in like three or four years they're building this huge stadium oh i didn't know that oh, by on the pier yeah it's good because golden state you're like where i don't even know where that is yeah, they play in like some like suburb of San Francisco. Sacramento. Oh, really? Mm. So th- that's going to move to San Francisco proper. And, you know, Sacramento had the Sacramento Monarchs, which was a, a great women's basketball team. And they left because of the Maloof brothers Maloof. Who, who had the Kings and then went belly up financially. So Sacramento has always wanted a women's team back. But now you think if, the, if you know, this Golden State, whatever, right. gets it. Sac- I don't know. I just hope someone buys it. I hope they keep it in L.A. and do a better job. And maybe even like maybe they shouldn't be playing downtown L.A. Maybe they should be playing, I don't know, hmm. in Where do some we other the venue. Are? West Hollywood. They should have a West Hollywood That's gay lady right. venue. Yeah. Uh, another thing is I did watch uh, the women's college basketball I absolutely love. And UConn played Baylor. UConn's just undefeated powerhouse. But Baylor, you know, top five, uh, Odyssey Sims scoring all these points because Griner left. Odyssey Sims, named after an automobile, people. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's, Isn't that a van? I think, I that's think, technically a minivan. It is a minivan. Yeah. And a book. Oh, right. A book. Uh, Sorry. I think <laughs> you, and you, you would know that. It was, I would, I thought it was going to be, it was a good game. It was the closest UConn ever, you know, came to sort of losing. It was a five to 10 point spread the whole, the whole game. Uh, but I have to say at the end of the day, um, Odyssey Sims, great player, but it was one of those games where she tried to do too much. You know, mm. she's been scoring in the thirties and it was not a very fun game to watch because she was just hurling it up with like reckless abandon, just kind of chucking it up at the hoop. It's up to me. I must score all the points. The highlight of the game for me, and I want everyone listening to this podcast to take two seconds and uh, Google it. The coach of Baylor women's uh, is Kim Malakey or Malarkey. It's not Malarkey. It's like (laughs) Malakey. And um, she's a fantastic coach. She was wearing a, uh, I would say, lime green power suit. Wow. It was the funniest thing I think I'd ever seen. People were like tweeting about the green suit um the entire game how did jim harbaugh's wife feel about it that's the real question that is the callback <laughs> of all callbacks uh everybody google i think it's m-u-l-k-a something e-y i don't know but it's amazing the green, the, the green power suit was just phenomenal wow uconn wins uh i don't know maybe stanford i don't know who's going to challenge him this year maybe. do you think they'll go the whole year undefeated um I think they will. I, think they will I don't too. think anyone's going to beat him in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I think anything's possible when you get to March Madness. But I do think, I don't think anyone's going to touch him in the regular season. Yeah. They've already beaten Duke. That was a blowout. They beat Baylor. I don't know. Louisville's, I mean, there's substantially you know like good teams. You know who I think is going to beat them? Who's going to beat them? North Carolina. Maybe for $5. <laughs> Five Notre Dame says North Carolina's going to take them out. You know, Notre Dame will play UConn a couple times. Uh, I, mean, I don't actually think they've played this season. And then they play in, like, the Big East, you know, mm-hmm. tournament. So yeah. that could be a loss. That All could right. be a loss. We'll see. Could happen. All right. Our last story. The Olympics are approaching, and I'm so excited. I can't even function. <laughs> How am I going to get work done? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I will. Uh, an interesting through line through the Olympics. Uh, through line through, I do believe, is a... Is a well said. A, a well said sentence. Um it's this whole gay backlash, obviously, for uh, Ru- Russians, LGBT, Russia's LGBT. I'm on fire Russians. today. Uh, you know, they're, they're horrible, horrible anti-gay uh, policy. And I read this really interesting article, and I wanted to get your perspective, uh, because you are a fan of Mother Russia. I think we all are historically. Obviously, we're not fans of their anti-gay policy. Not so much. But Johnny Weir... Uh, one of my favorite athletes, wonderful ice skater that will not be on. He's on fire when he goes on the ice. I he's always on think, fire on and off the ice. This he, is why we love Johnny Weir. He's I love the dude. I always thought like last Olympics when he came out and we basically was like dancing in flames. He was so gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. The flames were incredible. Remember the flames? Yeah, oh, God, the flames were awesome. I just wanted to be a commentator so I could be like, the ice is literally melting. He's fantastic. And he's so pale. He looks like he's actually dead yeah. out there with like that crazy dark black hair. And then he's like, oh, you're like, oh, my God. I always just he's pictured incredible. him as like a little Russian doll within a doll within a doll. <laughs> and then you get to the very end and you're like, it's Johnny Weir. It's Johnny Weir. He's a little Russian adorable ch- he's uh, fantastic. doll. fantastic. I love him. He, I thought, was really well spoke, well spoken in this article. Uh, he has received like this annoying backlash from the gay community. Uh, he trains in Russia. He lives in Russia part of the year. He's always very well spoken about Russia, 
but he's also like, yeah, their policies are disgusting, right? But the backlash has occurred because he's not, he doesn't want to boycott the Olympics. He doesn't want anyone to boycott the Olympics. And I think his quotes were totally spot on. I want to read a couple of the quotes and then we can talk about it. Um, he, yeah, all right. So everyone's like, uh, he's coming under scrutiny that from the LGBT community uh, for his views on the Olympics. And he quote, uh, here's a couple of quotes. But as somebody who watched my parents sacrifice everything, so I uh, had at least one chance of making the Olympics, I could never boycott the Olympics, whether they be in North Korea, Uganda, Iran, or Mars. Love to see the Olympics on Mars. <laughs> It's the coming, entire and this is a really good point. The entire Olympic team is not made up of LGBT people. It's people who've sacrificed their livelihoods. It's people who've sacrificed their parents' finances and health, and sometimes even marriages to get that one chance at glory. Uh, I see the Olympics strictly as a sporting event and not a political event. Uh, in Beijing, there were human rights issues going on before the 2008 Summer Olympics. Even in London, security issues. Blah blah blah. I see the Olympics for what they are, young people performing for their country and their and for glory. That's how I see the Olympics. I don't see them as a political protest. I think that's a great quote. However, I do take issue with one thing you said, where okay. he said the whole team isn't made up of LGBT athletes, yes. which which kind of implies that the only people who should be upset or protesting this are LGBT people. Yes. But, you know, I mean, everybody should be Everyone upset and should. pissed off at this because it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's but ridiculous. But I take his point. I don't think we should boycott and But that's a valid point, either. too. I mean, yeah. I don't think we should... But I think every, you know, you know, Bodie Miller has been outspoken about it saying like, this is disgusting. Like, you know, but yeah. I don't, I don't think you should, you shouldn't. I don't, I totally Boy, agree with Johnny Boycotting is here. not the answer not to the it. Answer. I think actually what Barack Obama has done in sending openly gay athletes and a lot of openly gay athletes to go be part of the official, um, you know, the official group that's representing the yeah. United States. And then he's not going himself. I mean, he's sending a very clear message by doing that. Yeah. I and think and it's everybody's wonderful. talking about that. You know, everybody's talking about this issue and they're going to be talking about it even more. What I would love to see is something like, um, uh, Tommy, um, what is his name? Tommy, what's his name? And then Carlos, the guy, the two black guys who did in 1968. Oh yes. With yes. The, with the, the, black power. the black power. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. I would love to see somebody do that on the podium. Yeah. That would be really awesome. Raise a rainbow flag or something, yeah. you know, and just do that. Just start making out with the other I women on the podium. I sincerely doubt that the Russians will arrest them and throw them into prison. They might, but you know what? All the better, because I think it's like a supposedly a 14 day prison sentence or something. And that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Because that really, the more attention you bring to it and call to it, the better off everybody is. Yeah. So that would be super cool if someone put a little uh, American flag and then a rainbow flag around them on the podium. I really hope somebody will do that because I think that's the way to really bring the attention to it rather than saying, well, we're not going to come and compete at all. Exactly. No, I, that would, uh, get, I'm already, I'm already excited. (laughs) Now I'm doubly excited. Um, but Weir did also say, uh, I'm just going to go there and be me to be gay, be proud and be a strong light for the Russian LGBT community. That's when I sort of was started tearing up this morning. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Johnny. And it's, it's true. I, I, he also has a special relationship with Russia. He's, you know, just strong ties there. And I think that's all you can do, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the pro, you know, I, first of all, I, what do you, let's make another $5 bet. Okay. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think someone's going to put a LGBT uh, rainbow flag? Do you think there'll be any type of you know what? something because from Because I athletes? want it to happen, I'm going to bet yes. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. there we go, because that's how we roll here. Yep. I feel like someone's going to do something. Yeah. I feel like I'm positive. Somebody's going to do something. I hope it's somebody really... Um, 
you know, that has a lot of attention on them. Like people are going to do things, but I'm hoping it's going to be somebody who has the spotlight. I'm hoping it's going to be somebody who wins a medal and is up on the podium and dares to take out a little rainbow flag or something. And it would be great if they were straight. It would even, it would be be even better. Double meet, you know what I mean? Just a double support of just like, this is absolutely It would be a double rainbow. It would be a double rainbow of happiness. (laughs) And I like to end every podcast on happiness. (laughs) So beautiful. So let's recap. We've got um, either uh, the Broncos, Seattle Broncos winning it all. This is our bet. I said 49ers, Patriots, 49ers winning it all, which again, for the record, I do not want to happen. Peyton, baby. Peyton. It's all Peyton all the way. Uh, watch the Australian Open. Uh, besides the, the weather factor, there's going to be amazing matches, and it's going to be interesting to see. Snoopy. Uh, Snoopy, baby. I'm, it could be another spotting of Snoopy at any point, or Voldemort, or anything. Uh, L.A. Sparks out there. Someone... Buy the Sparks and keep them in Los Angeles. Do it. Someone challenged UConn. A-Rod continues uh, to be a douchebag, whether he's on the field or off the field. And I hope he takes 2014 and uh, does something good because he's a total D-bag. Yeah. Johnny Weir, very well-spoken, super gay, loves Russia. I think it's all going to hopefully end end well. Fantastic. uh, Are you cute? Peyton Manning. Go Peyton Manning. Lisa, you've been a delight as always. You have been a delight, Aaron Foley. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, Thanks for coming back. Sports Without Balls fans, have the best week of your life.